The Bowenheads Football and Netball Club and the Beach House at Bowenheads proudly bring you this episode of The Tree on the Wing. After 25 years without a grand final appearance, then a desperately disappointing loss in the 2018 grand final, the Seagulls had finally taken their opportunity and ended the drought. But 2019 not only brought a Premiership Cup to Bowen Heads, many thousands of kilometres away in Wuhan, China, a tiny virus was emerging that would bring a global pandemic and end local football for 2020. Fate had intervened, and the much-anticipated return of a pennant to the Howard Harmer Oval would be delayed a further 18 months. The Round 1 clash with Drysdale on April 3, 2021, would not only be the first game of the 100th year of the club's existence, but a fitting occasion to unfurl the latest in the club's proud collection of end signs in the two blues. It was Easter Saturday, and with a camping ground full of visitors, a 30-degree weather forecast, and an opponent with a following renowned for travelling to away fixtures, it was never going to provide anything else but an epic attendance. Even the could-have-been champions were talking about it, and the day did not disappoint. On-field warrior Gordon Watson and off-field legend Brian Andrew had the honour of unfurling the colours, and despite a little hitch, or the lack of one, she finally found her way to the top of the mast in a suitably freshening breeze and waved proudly from the halyard. The record will show that the Seagulls began their title defence with a comfortable 58-point win over the Hawks, but the memory of the day will be the ending of a 27-year wait to see the unfurling of a premiership flag. The tree on the wing was right there to witness the pomp, and we spoke with some of the people involved, and a number of others on their feelings on the premiership and the history that it had added to. Regular co-host Russell Nipper Highland was away on assignment, and at a moment's notice, we brought Warren Wow Mitchell off the bench. And, in a Hopkins-like performance, he brought an element of X-Factor to the podcast, including saving an emotionally overwhelmed co-host during the introduction of four of his childhood heroes. This episode includes the BOG from several Bowen Heads Ballerine Premiership teams, a couple of club immortals, and a lot of pride and emotion. I hope you will appreciate this special episode. Down my way, it's very busy down the coast, as you'd imagine at this time of the year. But, you know, people are out. Easter's a great time to go camping. They're all camping down the beach and all. I walked uh, past the Barwon Heads footy ground the other night, and they've installed for this season an electronic scoreboard. Ooh. I don't know whether I don't know about that. No. <laughs> does it have a screen? Yeah, it does. And I'm just wondering whether they will be able to cross to the races for you, Torch, <laughs> when you come down. <laughs> And give A, B, C, D, E and F. <laughs> well, they've still got the nails with the numbers on the timekeeper's box on one oh, side. as a backup system. But they've got the big electronic scoreboards gone up. I don't know about that. But and there'll be a huge crowd down there today, unfilling the flag from 2019. Like, you know, Richmond yeah. had to wait a year to do that one. G'day ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Tree on the Wing, I'm Teddy Donnell and I am joined by my new co-host, Warren Wow Mitchell. G'day Wow, how are you going? Yeah, good Teddy. Uh, normally they say I've got big boots to fill, but uh, hello Nipper, I've got a big shirt to fill, that's for sure. Yes, Russell's on assignment uh, up in Yarrawonga this week. I think his assignment may be to drink every uh, wine glass that's put in front of him empty and then uh, a few beer glasses after that as well. I'm not really sure what he's up there for because I texted him yesterday and said, I've got us a really good interview for tomorrow. And he said, good, I'm in Yarrawonga. Well, he won't disappoint. I know he uh, gets thirsty. So uh, 
Good luck up there to uh, to Nipper. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful day here at the Howard Harmer Reserve. Great to have local footy back. It is. It is great. Um, we are at the Howard Har Harmer Oval. You may hear a bit of noise in the background, and that's the people. And there is a, quite a few here. We're playing Drysdale. And the reason we're here is that the teams have just run out onto the field and Barwon Heads are about to unfurl their 2019 flag, which has been 18 months in the making. And the other good thing, Teddy, uh, we've claimed the 2020 flag as well, so we went back-to-back. -back. No one beat us, so uh, I think that's a fair and reasonable thing. Yep. Undefeated since our last start. Now, the, the crowd are just gathering around. The players are out on the field and they're about to line up. I don't think you're going to be able to hear the announcements, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to stop it here and um, we'll get back to you after the announcements are done. And we, I might talk you through the flag going up, but it's just a flag going up a pole. So I don't know how we can make that exciting, but well, and I'll give it a go. Well, what we could do, Teddy, I know uh, a couple of club legends and life members, Brian, Andrew and Gordon Watson, are uh, unfurling. So we could probably hang some shit on them or something to make it entertaining. Yeah, we won't do it. We look like the two old blokes from the Muppets sitting up here, don't we? And if we if we actually start yelling out, people will actually think that. And um, we've already had the old two blokes from the Muppets in uh, Carpa and Frizy, and we're going to get them on a bit, bit later. I've got a, a cavalcade of stars lined up to come up and chat with us about their memories of their own flags and uh, their um, and their thoughts about winning the flag in 2019. I see uh, Zach Walters is even down there, so who was best on ground in that game, and he's uh, moved on to better pastures since then. And nursing a hamstring, they tell me, from a uh, practice run that he had at Newtown. So injured, but good to see him back at the Seagulls, and yes, very important part of that flag side in 2019. All right, so this is an exciting thing. We will we will keep talking. Oh, Brian's lost control of the flag already. <laughs> <laughs> now he's got it back. Well done, you boys. So Brian and Gordon Watson... Two life members of the club bringing the flag up to the pole now. If they can, if Cam can get it on the actual pork. I'm not sure how the dress rehearsal went, Teddy, but perhaps not like this. The 2:10 game started at 2:30. <laughs> Luckily, we built in some uh, lag time. Just while they're doing that, the uh, sun is shining. It's 30 degrees down here in Bowen Heads, the best view anywhere in country football. I had a, a member tell me just before, from here you can see things in other places. In, indeed you can. You can see them close up and far away. <laughs> now, Tim's just brought to our attention that we're playing Drysdale, which I don't think we brought to anyone's attention. The Drysdale Footy Club, they're up and coming, or they're hoping to, as everyone is at this point of the season, and hopefully we'll go out there and it'll be a really good game today. Got a couple of uh, new starters today for Bowen Heads, and they've probably got a few new ones today. Uh, AFL Bowen must have seen this as being an important game because we've got David Cheston who's umpired about the last 30 GFL grand finals out there so they've brought they've sent the big guns down to umpire it. Well that's right it's good to see him they probably uh, could have got jumpy across but he might be unavailable. I think we're up and running now. There you go that was worth the wait. Good on you boys. On the moon there, Teddy. It's even going bolt straight out. Go the headers today. They uh, were playing a good opposition. Drysdale always bring a physical brand of football. So, uh, you know, it's all nil all at the moment. We'll see how we go. But uh, I'm leaning towards the goals to get over the line. Yes, me too. I think I think we'll win it and do it. Maybe not on the bit, but I think we'll do it comfortably. In the end, I see Marcel Behrens from the AFLs down there 
taking photos as well. He's taking photos of everything. <laughs> I think he's picked out a couple from the pack that he likes, and he's taken their photo too. <laughs> so the uh, the flag's flying. The game's about to start, and um, we'll get back to you with a couple of important interviews as soon as we can. We'll probably get Brian and Brian and Watto if we can. Someone's taken their photo as well. Couple of good-looking roosters. You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads. So it's almost quarter time in the big game. Barman Heads are, what, what are we at, Wow? We're at the 30-minute mark. 20 uh, points up, Teddy. Uh, 20 points up in the first quarter. And we've had the flag waving, which was fantastic. And we've, we, we ran into a bloke downstairs who, who played in the 1993 Premiership team, our last Premiership previous to this one. And... His name's Ant Kellen, and he was best of field that day in the 93 in the seniors. G'day, Ant. How are you going? I'm very well, Teddy. Very generous umpires that day. Were they? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably the only blokes who thought you were. <laughs> now, before we get into it, Ant, I need to talk to you about your new Saturday morning ritual. Can you just talk us through what you do these days, you know, to, to maintain your fitness and your good health on a Saturday? Well, it all comes down to pre-game preparation, Warren. Uh, before coming to the footy, there's a terrific business, new business that's just opened in Bowen Heads called the Style Bar. Young Abby Andrews started up a uh, terrific little business there. So what if you were need you doing get, in it? Do you need style to be in it? Well, I, I was thinking about going in to get my hair styled. However, uh, the other part of the business is the cocktail bar. So uh, over the last few weeks, just to support Young Abby, myself and Wow here, we've been going in to uh, show a bit of patronage and... We've been having the espresso martinis and the porn stars and the margaritas and the uh, Moscow mules. Or are, they, or are they virgin? Oh, no. I think they're virgin alcoholic drinks, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Good grief. No, it's good fun and it's a good way to spend a Saturday morning, except generally by lunchtime we're cooked. So, <laughs> anyway. Generally, it's a good way to spend the Saturday afternoon on the couch. Now, hopefully, I'll be able to spend a bit more time down at the footy. Well, I'm a bit worried about having Ant here because he's had five cocktails and when we were speaking downstairs before, we were asking him what number he wore. He couldn't even remember that. So I don't know how we're going to ask him his reflections on the premiership and uh, what it was like in 1993. What are your fondest memories of our last flag all those years ago, Ant? Uh, Probably the fondest memories are the off-field memories, Wow. As you know, we were a terrific bunch of blokes. We, uh, yourself, Teddy, Nipper, Highland... Um, there was always a little bit of skullduggery going on down at the pub. Timmy, uh, Timmy Macker, the, uh, the feared centre-half back, was often naked on the pool table loved, in the bar at the Bar Heads pub. Up, didn't he? He loved to nude up, didn't he? Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Uh, that back in the days when there wasn't the traffic going down Hitchcock Avenue. A fairly barren sight there on, late on a Saturday Actually, night back in those days. There could have been more traffic going down Hitchcock Avenue, only they feared that they might run, in, <laughs> run into Tim Macker. <laughs> No, the relationships and the and the mateships that we formed and the stories the stories that still come out, uh, whether it be on the ground, off the ground, um, on footy trips, Sunday morning golf, but was always uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great time. Great and the time. other thing too, and Teddy and I were talking before. This is wonderful to unfurl the flag, and we've got a new generation of people coming through. Teddy asked me a question. He said, "Where do you remember when we unfurled the flags? Because the reserves and seniors won that year." And I went. No. And he goes, I don't either. Do you think, Ant, Will, you've got any memories of that? I can't even remember what number I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, actually, when we got downstairs and he did tell me he couldn't remember what number he, 
he was, I thought, we might not ask him that question now and you've gone and done it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got no idea. Well, we'll Hopefully find someone we'll find in somebody those, who can remember we'll it. We'll find somebody. None of us can. But it's I mean, in, yeah, sorry, it was a long time ago. It was 27 years ago. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't even married then and I've been married far too long. I wasn't even married then either, Teddy. <laughs> yeah. And still out, and I yeah, was, and now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the world can change. Yeah, and, it can and indeed. It stays the same. So, any uh, reflections? Ant? I know uh, it was fantastic. We played the Grove down at Drysdale, and uh, we took the chocolates, and it was always nice to beat the arch enemy. Uh, you did get the votes from the umpire and take home the Norm Smith. So, any recollections from the game? Um, certainly the parting afterwards. Uh, I remember it was a beautiful day. There was a big crowd. Um, it was a day similar to today. The sun was out. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, and uh, the headers were on fire. We were a bit, we were cock a hoop that day. We were pretty confident that we were going to win, and you know it was half, it was over by half time. And uh, yeah, the last, uh, the last half was fairly enjoyable. It was indeed, and I can remember I was uh, on the bench. I spent plenty of time on the pine, and um, I remember about ten minutes into the second quarter, Mick Turner looks at me, and goes, "We got this." <laughs> I remember sticking my head out the door five minutes before the end of the, or two minutes before the end of the, the seconds when they were a couple of points up and Trevor Sterling was standing on the mark, turned around and dropped his pants at the guy having a shot. No 50 metre penalty was awarded, which it should have been. And if it, that 50 metre penalty had been awarded, the seconds wouldn't have won the flag that well, year. I, I actually, I beg to differ. Did you see the kick? It wouldn't have mattered if he was on the line. That kick wouldn't have gone through for a goal. <laughs> Certainly, it, yeah. It was awful. But it was 15 metre penalties yeah, and they'd already received metre. one because I remember he got yes. the free kick roughly on the wing. Yes. Someone gave a 15 that put him on half forward. Yes. And then, yeah, what Sterling did probably should have cocked another 15, which might have cost us the game. But it's yeah. all history. Yeah, and It is history. Yeah. And I'm I do glad the headers are in the record book. I'm Correct. glad you can remember something from the past, Ant. Fantastic. Yeah. So I think the siren's just about gone to yep. get us going for the second quarter. Uh, yep, the Seagulls, 20 points up. Um, big crowd here, and everyone exercising social distancing. Absolutely. It's good to see. We're all a metre and a half apart. Uh, and I'm, uh, tell you it's what, a great if, effort, Teddy. And if we were well, all a metre and a half apart, we'd be in Ocean Grove, most of us. Oh, There's so. a very great number of people here. So thanks, Ant, for joining us. I'm just going to ask you one very last question. What number were you? I think I was 14, Teddy. You were 14. Indeed he was, number we 14. Really number yeah. you, were. you said I was 14 at one point. And I said, <laughs> no, I was 15, you idiot. You were 14. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Thanks man. for joining us. Good on you, mate. Beautiful. Thanks a lot. Thanks, 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 Wow. Cheers. You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads. Righto, Wow, we're back on there. It's half time and they've put, taken the score off. They've put bloody... We're, we're about 20 points up. 21 points up, Teddy. We won that quarter by a point kicking in a reasonable breeze, so yep. I have to be happy. So the Seagulls are going all right. Now, we've gone out with um, spared no expense here. We've gone out and got the man who built the team. So the team who won the 2019 Premiership was put together largely by a committee run by uh, Brendan Curry, who's joined us today. G'day, Cuz. How are you going? Hey, Teddy. How are you, mate? Now, Cuz, you must be happy. Today's going well. We've got a beautiful crowd, the unfurling of the flag. And can you just take us back and, you know, tell us a little bit about building that side? You know, uh, you're a recruiting machine. Um, you know, the club's in a really, really good position. So just talk us through the process of how you got us to where we are today. Well, I think probably one of the most important things where I want to come on board when I got asked middle of 2018 was I think you know the side was always pretty already pretty successful now um, we all know uh, 
probably lost the unlosable grand final in 2018. So sometimes joining a club at the right time is all about timing too. So I think the hunger was there. It was obviously hurt carrying over from 2018. And look, I think the most important thing, or my, my most important appointment was to get Troy Mitchell as coach. So, you know, he's a very experienced coach, good football person. And I think that was, uh, he's proved to be great support for Herbie. And I think he's been a critical appointment for our club. Yep. And just when you say that too, uh, Cousin, you talk about good football people. Um, it seems that's what you've done. Not only good football people, but everyone you've brought to the club and all the recruits, they're just good people. They're buying into the, the Vale and Hits community, um, which is really, really what you want to do. Well, I think, well, like I've been doing recruiting a long, long time. And, you know, to me, you just don't grab any person who's available. You know, I like to do checks. I like to ring people. I've, luckily enough, I've got a lot of contacts, whether it's in the Eastern Footy League or Western Region. So if I don't know the player personally myself, I make two or three phone calls and try and find out what they're like. You know, I know most clubs say they do it. I don't know if they do it as uh, strenuously and, um, you know, the check on players' character. It's one thing to be a good footballer, but they're a dickhead. They're no value to her. Yep. Um, one of the other things, because it's really difficult this year, you know, you're getting 75, 80 on the list and things like that. You know, we've got injuries already today, um, but even so, we've still got 18 to 20 people missing out on, on a game of senior reserve footy. So how do you balance that, you know, because you've bought some good people and how do you balance that, you know, against the needs of everyone for a game of football, things like that? Well, probably going back to one of your early comments, where is it? I think blokes want to play here, um, even after with a missed season, you know, obviously all footy uh, salary caps come down for every league. So to drop down 30,000, I sat down with every single player and every player took a 27% pay cut straight away. So yep. I think, you know, our our cost today for fielding the 22 players is about 4,600. So, you know, uh, you know, people probably shake their hair and they can't believe it, but there wasn't one player who cracked the shits. Um, and look, I think uh, one of the success stories of 2019 was we played 45 players. So I think there was only... I think Queensland might have played 46. So when other clubs cry about injuries, like we had more injuries than anybody, but we were able to get it right the last half of the year. So there's going to be a lot of depth, you know, and, uh, and obviously playing the first 13 rounds in a row, we're going to have hopefully the luxury of being able to rest, rotate players and make sure we peak for the right time at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And just quickly too, Cuz on a personal lot, I know you, uh, you're very humble and it's all about the club and things, but you must be personally proud of, of what you've helped build and helped bring a premiership to a, a town that hadn't had one for 26 years at the time. So, you know, from a personal point of view, you must be really, really proud. Well, look, I, you know, I'm a footy nut. I've, I've run football clubs my whole life. So, you know, I, I've personally had a tough year, been unemployed for 12 months. So to have still had that footy connection, get back involved in 2019, you know, people, only myself know how much I've got. I enjoy it and get out of being involved with the football club. And, you know, I get a great kick out working out with good people, whether they're off-field people, people been around a long time like used to people. You know, I'm a Johnny-come-lately when it comes to the football club at Barwonhead. So all I want to do is try and bring value, help these young blokes to be better players and better people off the ground and just keep on growing. Look, one thing I said to Troy when we decided to take it on was that, you know, we, we're not going to be satisfied winning one flag. We want to win multiple, multiple flags. And we think we're well placed to uh, hopefully achieve that. But everyone's gunning for us now. It's good. Yeah, absolutely, Kazza. And uh, you said too, you know, you say you're Johnny come lately, which uh, I disagree with. You're a great man around the community. You're well known. You know, you're a president down the Tin Shed, which is another local iconic institution. Great day yesterday for the uh, Royal Children's Hospital race, $35,000, $36,000. So, again, a pat on the back for that as well. Well, look, you know, to me, it's all about getting involved with the community and... Uh, you know, I come here 12 years ago, the only person I knew in town was my wife, so to me I've always been involved with the community, uh, local footy clubs, whatever it might be, so 
you know, to me, it's a great environment. You, 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 know, you network, you form friendships for life. And, you know, and it's great, as you said, to start, wow, to see so many people here today, to see the new facilities for the club. You know, the club's 100 years. I'm just hoping I can feel leave a big imprint on this football club in years to come. Well, I'll tell you what, Cousy, you've achieved one thing. I don't there's any person who walks up the main street now who doesn't know you. So you're well known for all of the uh, your commitments and all the really, really good things you've done around town. We know you've got to go and get back because your role in the, in the football is significant on a Saturday. So thanks very much for spending some time with us. And uh, we look forward time, to a great guys. 2021. No worries. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Teddy. Brilliant. Thanks. You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads. All right, we've managed to grab from the crowd. Thank you to Scotty Carpenter. I, while, while we were talking to Cuz there, I looked across because the President's Lunch is on, and I looked across the crowd and I saw four faces. And they're the four... I'm, I'm pretty actually excited about this. Um... Sorry, Will. No, that's all right, Teddy. And I know the club and these people uh, mean a lot to you, and that's what's got us to, to where we are today. We're in the presence of greatness, aren't we? So, so the blokes I saw over there were Gordon Watson and Dennis Johnson and Chucky and Jackie Evans. All four of them played in, in the three premierships we won in a row. And it's, I've really, really wanted to get them on the show, and I can't believe it. I can't believe that they're actually all here at once. So I'm sorry, guys, but it's, uh, you, you do it to me every time, you blokes. So, Chucky, just lead us away. Um, yeah, lead us, Jenny boy. Hey. We'll, uh, we'll fix it all up for you, mate. What a, what a fantastic day it is here. You can check out the surf from the club rooms. It's just pumping out there, and the guys are pumping in here. We've got Jack Evans, Johnny, myself, and Watto. We'll just uh, have a bit of a uh, say hello. And it's a great game. The boys are in front. And uh, what a great club we got here, Jono. What do you reckon? Oh, very, very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, Chuka, I want to know. Yeah, I got four legends here in front of me. In your opinion, who was the best? Well, Jack Jack Evans was the best on the half on the half back line. Watto was the best on the half forward flank. John I was the best in the centre, and I was the best at full forward. That's a very, very good answer. <laughs> so, so you know, it's, you know what? It's, we're coming up to 100 years of the footy club, but these blokes did their greatness 50 years ago, so about halfway through the existence of the footy club. So it's 50 years ago. You know, we just talked to Aunt Callan. He can't remember a single thing about anything. Chucky remembers what colour his boot laces were in, 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 and which foot he kicked each goal with in each grand final. So it's great to have him here. Jackie, what do you remember about, the, about those early 70s grand finals that you played in? Oh, it was... I don't know, it was just the supporters we had, um, the fun days, uh, just the after the game. The games I played in, I had to hit some pretty tough opponents. Those Ocean Grove guys, I had to trail Luke Deniman around one game. Very good player. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, Con Madden, I think I played against in uh, against Winchelsea. Dougie McCluskey even in um, Ocean Grover as well, and he, he was one of their better players in that game. And uh, he kicked about four goals, I think, on me. <laughs> but I, uh, I just had a job to do out to trail some of their best forwards around, uh, try and negate them as much as I could, uh, and do my part for the team, basically. I, you know, I wasn't the star of the team, I was just a, a consistent player, I think, that, you know. Played every, you know, never got dropped. <laughs> so so I, was, I was glad about that. And Jack, we had Aunt Callan on before and he couldn't remember it, but you'll remember it. What number did you wear, Jack? Number 14. Uh, another number 14. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's a great player too. Yeah. I'll get you a hand over, Watto. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, we're, we're not too sure because we were talking to each other before about how we never listen to anybody and we just noticed that before. We don't. We didn't even know we were playing when, we, when they picked the team. We'd go out there because we didn't listen. Watto and I would find out from whoever was out on the ground, we had to ask each other where we were playing because we didn't really listen much at half time or quarter time or even three quarter time. Take the mic, mic John because uh, we had a really great story and I think Chucky may have told it and I think Alan Fry might have told the same story about you turning up with a with your surfboard under your arm and your towel across your back coming coming up to, to with a pie in your face coming up to play footy and the boys where were the boys going the boys were running out on the ground they were but uh, if I remember rightly I was told by Gary Haim who was the coach at the time he didn't growl at me or didn't tell me off or anything like that he said if you're going to eat the pie, go around to the back of the change rooms. He <laughs> said, don't do it in front of anybody else. Oh, right. And that's, that's the amount of dis- discipline he gave me. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I caught up with everybody yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. And, and Chucky, Re- Chucky reckons you went out, you, you probably don't remember the game, but Chucky remembers you went out and go- probably got best on the ground. I doubt that very much. Uh, like, it was only because Chucky made me look good. You won a couple of league best and fairest, John. So there's a fair chance you did get a best on the ground. I, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I didn't... Watto and I, we try to be modest, but... In our own way, we're not. <laughs> so when you first came down, what got you down to the footy club? Uh, a friend of uh, Chooker's, actually. He, uh, came, he's a, my brother had a, a mate, and uh, he came down here to play football. Uh, his name was Patrick Fian. I was looking for Chooker. I thought Chooker must have lived in Ocean Grove. But uh, as it turns out, he was from Barwon Heads. We got kicked out of Ocean Grove because we all had long hair back then, little surfy boys. And I came over and... Jack was here. I think Jack was here that first year we played. I came in 71. 71, and I worked the year before. Yeah. Came, 70, yeah. came over, I came halfway through the year. Oh, right. And you you were a great player, and you're one of our heroes, as you can see by the emotional emotion I get. Um, you're one of my heroes growing up, and it's great to have you on the train the wind, John O. Fantastic. Thank the one thing I enjoyed was watching the kids play. A lot of the senior blokes didn't really take much notice of the children, but I, I was always rapping the kids up. My, my fondest memory of you, John, and you won't remember this, but in my first, my very first game, Phil Steve had kicked about eight goals, and Chucky put me on the ground, and I ran out and I led. And you saw me, I had really good eye contact with you, a big grin, and you drilled one at me, which I didn't take. It, it ended up spilling onto the ground, Cop, popping back to you and you kicked the goal. And as you ran back to the centre, um, Steve-O come up to me and patted me on the ass, and he said, don't get in your way again. He ended up kicking 11 for the day that day because he was on a roll. So, yeah. That was yeah. over at Winchelsea. Ah, it's good, Matt. No, you're doing a great job. All you guys do a great job around here. Thanks, mate. Good on you. No, well, thanks, Jono. What I doesn't want to talk. What I just want to talk to uh, just just. I can't you know, hear. Yeah, I don't want to talk necessarily to you about yourself. Tell us about your mum and dad's. Uh, what your mum and dad did down here, because a lot of people don't remember. My mum was virtually one of the founders of the place. Yeah, and your dad did a lot of work around here. Too. Yeah, he came in later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, later. Yeah, later than mum. Yeah. yeah, but he certainly had a he certainly had a fair bit of pull around well, the place. He was a manager. Yeah, footy manager, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were all terrified on him, of him because remember you used to be able to get go around the back of the rooms and just walk up onto the roof. And yeah, he's used, only four foot two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, the thing I always remember about your daddy he always wore a brown cardigan. A to the cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I probably still got it at home. <laughs> 
Now, and is it true what I just want to ask you too? They tell me, you know, you're a superstar down here and everyone knows that, that, that Geelong were very, very keen to get you down and you said, no thanks, I just want to play footy with my mates. Too lazy. <laughs> I wouldn't train. <laughs> Hated training. What I was one of the most spectacular half wood flankers in this league in his, in his day. He could just fly over a pack, hit the ground running. He was phenomenal. So, listeners, he was a star. And I mean a real star. And what was it like, Sugar, just leading out to the goal square to blokes like these with the skills they had? Oh, I love, look, I love kicking <laughs> that was, It was good. Gary Hame used to tell me, stand on the goal line where the goal umpires are. I mean, what our wall, Jono had it. That's when you make your break. So when you're leading, only leading 20 metres out, you can't miss. Yeah. And they were both deadly. Right? Unbelievable. They were, they were champions. And when the ball went to the back line, it came back pretty quick with Jackie Evans, Marshy and Arnold Fry there. I just stopped everything. Yeah. It was, it was great. Now, Chuck, I don't want to be rude. You've already had your own episode. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, I just want to go back to Watto. Just one, one last thing, Watto. They got you an unfurl the flag today. Big honour. Great honour. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. And, yeah. And, and it's it's... Um, a testament to your, uh, the time you spent at the footy club. Um, you know, I, I think Tim mentioned in the in his little intro, the blokes who are on the field and the blokes who are off the field. So Brian got to do it with you. Yep. Yeah. And right. you did a great job, except yep. for the the yep. delay, but which wasn't your fault, Watto. What's that? That it, that it couldn't go on the. I <laughs> didn't have any. They didn't have any hooks on the no, on the flagpole no, or no, something. The hooks were missing. Yeah. <laughs> So just quickly, Watto, too, you look around and you've got your mates here, you know, your lifelong buddies. Can you believe it's 50 years since you guys no, were applying your trade here? And obviously the place has changed a lot. You look at, you know, you look at the town of Bowen Heads, you look at the club. What, what are the major changes that you've seen in that time? Well, we can see the score, new scoreboard. Yeah. Unbelievable. We had a little one over in the corner over here. Yeah. That, you know, that's one of the major. The ground is actually better than now. Much, much better. Yeah. It was a good ground back in the day, but yeah. now... It, has, it, I don't know it hasn't had anything on it for 18 months, what I, that's why it's so yeah. good. <laughs> and of course, you know, the facilities, you've got this beautiful yeah, clubhouse too. Yep. Nah, all good. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, thanks very much, what I, that, that Well, that's a thrill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Teddy, four absolute legends. Absolute legends. Thanks guys. Thanks very much. Thanks Jack. Thank thanks Jono. Thanks Chucky. Thanks, what I, Fantastic. You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads. All right, as, as you may have guessed by now that we're doing this at, at the quarter breaks and it's three-quarter time, Wow, and the heads are in control of the game by the look of it. Up by plenty, Teddy. That looks like it's uh, almost a 10 goals, I think. They had 58 points in front, so a lovely quarter there uh, with the breeze. And it uh, looks like we'll get off uh, to a good start with the four points here. Well, we started the day with a flag raising and we've already spoken to one of the gentlemen that was involved in, the, in raising the flag and that's Gordon Watson, life member, long time, three premiership player. We spoke to Watto earlier um, and now we've got the other one and that's Brian Andrew. Brian Andrew, also a life member, long time supporter of the club and sponsor. Uh, never played a game and only probably one training session. You don't have to bring that up, Teddy. All right. Is your microphone on, Brian? It is now, Teddy. Oh, right. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you didn't want to hear what I said when you were saying <laughs> All that. right, okay. So, Brian, um, it's fair to say there's a few honours that go around in a footy club, life membership being one of them, but getting to raise a flag, that's got to stand up there. It's right up there, Teddy. As you said, clearly I'd never played a game. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty important. Um, it was a great honour. 
and um, I was lucky enough to be asked to do it. And, and, I and Brian, it. do you like when things all go to plan? It ran very, very smoothly, like clockwork, as they say. Listen, well, you know <laughs> I had some health issues and I had some problems with my hands. And I said to them, now I've got problems with my hand. Can we practice this, Tim Goddard? He said, yes, the uh, flagpole will be here on Thursday night. We'll practice it. The flagpole got here 10 minutes before the game. I could see it. I was standing out in the middle of the field with the flag in my hand. I could see these plastic clips. And I'm looking at them thinking... There are, there's no way known I'm going to be able to open these plastic clips with my hands. Fortunately, Cam Don was there to help. Still probably didn't go to plan, but we got it done. And the, and the, uh, the flagpole man was very keen to help, and you gave him some his marching orders. He was invading my personal space, Teddy. <laughs> and and it is, we and are supposed to be 1.5 metres apart, aren't we? Probably. We are, and he was like 2.5 centimetres. He's about ready to cop a little corky if he didn't move away so I suggested to him that he need to make some space. Okay. Well there is 1.5 metres of social distancing at the moment so uh, good COVID safe work Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Now Brian it's fair to uh, 1993 you were here at the footy club and we won our premiership but you hadn't been here an enormous amount of time there. You had a fair bit to do with getting the people together who got us to the stage where we could win a flag yep. and did you think at the time you'd have to wait another 26 years, actually 27 years, before you got to raise another flag? Well, you're right, Teddy. I started here in 1989, got on the committee in 89. Rick Barham started the movement, um, and it was a great movement. We had a lot of fun in those days. We were all young and looked a bit different, a bit skinnier, probably drank a mo- bit more grog. But we had a great time, and you were, you were, you were captain and coach of the uh, twos, and we played in the seniors, so it was... Um, all my friends were around us. We had a great time. Uh, 26 years ago. It seems hard to believe that it was 26 years yeah. ago. And in that but, time, right, it's been the club's developed a lot. What are the changes, you know, the biggest things you've seen over that, uh, you know, your 30-plus years here at the club? Good question, Well, um, Look, I guess the biggest thing is the membership and the people, the way the club has grown over the last few years. I think my last year, I had nearly 20... No, I did have 20 years on the committee. My last year... The girls had just started playing. I think it was about 2016. I think we had 500 men, women, kids playing football, netball for the club. And today we have 850 kids, men and women all playing football, netball for the Barnet Football Netball Club. So I guess that's been the biggest growth area. Uh, the town's grown. Um, you know, it's just been an awesome time. It's It's been hard, obviously, last year. Everybody was tough with COVID, so... Great to see footy back. It Absolutely. Is. And I think, uh, well, we didn't do a head count, but Teddy estimated about 3,000 people here today just to watch the Seagulls go around. So it's fantastic. There's probably a couple of short people he missed. It's probably 3,200, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately these days, though, with what you're allowed to do, I identify as six foot six, so I'm calling <laughs> That's exactly it. exactly right. I'm sure Wow was one of those short people you missed too, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, Brian, the... the, uh, the the 2019 Premiership, what does it mean to you? Well, it meant a lot because it was 26 years. Like, I love WoW and I love all the players that played. But after a while, Teddy, you did get sick of hearing it, though, the, the reigning Premiers. and get uh, sick of being the reigning Premiers <laughs> too. So, no, we had a lot of fun and it was a great time and it was great for Mitch Herbison to come back to the club who was a junior player. Um, I guess, for me, the only sad thing was we didn't win it the year before for Bobby Wallace. Bobby had been a player here right through the junior program and then came up through the senior program and then was dual coach with Mitch the year that we didn't win it, which was in 2018. 
Um, that was probably a really big disappointment for the club. Um, but 2019 was awesome. Like, it was just um, they were fun times. Um, there may have even been a tear shed too, Teddy. Well, by I think you there was and, a few, right? You and Wow and maybe even Leanne. And yeah, and maybe, you, Brian. Oh, and me, yeah, well, yeah, of course. The only reason I shed a tear because I was drinking cans with Podgy Caldo, so <laughs> <laughs> that got the better of me. Yeah. Fantastic. Brian, you've been a, a, a great stalwart of our club, a great supporter, um, a great honour for you today, and you did it with the plum under great, cir- great difficulty of circumstances. And congratulations on the honour. Congratulations for... Um, sticking with us and thank you very much for your time good on you Teddy thank you thank you very much thank well done you. Brian thank you Waddle you're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads alright we're going to quickly run through this last little bit Wow the game has uh, I think recommenced and um, we've we've grabbed these blokes as early as we possibly could we've had a few on before and we've grabbed uh, the well, the, the tree on the wing, the tree on the wing looks at the hill, and the and the, the two captains of the hill are Carpo and Frizy. They've already had their up, own episode, so we're not going to spend a great deal of time with them. But we welcome them to the tree on the wing. Go and that's boys. exactly right, too, Teddy. And uh, I, I just hope, well, I think they'll be all right. They should make a little bit of sense. But I'm glad we grabbed them early enough in the day. You turned it off. Don't fiddle Thanks. with Thanks. I didn't tell it off. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Well, yeah. Yes, we're enjoying the day immensely. Beautiful day, beautiful weather, great game of footy, massive crowd, and uh, me and Adam are having a fine time. And uh, Adam, looking at the side today, I mean, we've just unfurled the flag and things. What are your impressions of the, the 2021 Seagulls? Well, the uh, 2021 Seagulls are looking very fine. Uh, I like our, our new bloke out there. He was meant to be number four, and he's changed to number eight just to try and confuse the hill. To, to double the size of his jumper, I think it was. Well, I wanted to call him excess, as in extra small. I think your uh, idea of calling him the condom was, was fairly good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're, we're, it's a thing we're working on. We, we thought about coming up a bit early in the day, but I said to Carpo, I think we need to get a few more cans in before we uh, decide to be interviewed for the day. Absolutely. Now, you guys were around in uh, 1993, obviously, Adam, your teammate of mine in the seniors and Carpo in the twos. What does that breaking that 26-year drought mean to you guys? Because in the interim, we did have some pretty lean years. You know, we played in sides where we were winning two games a year and, you know, we were a great, successful team early in the 90s and we fell off a cliff, but we kept the club going and now we're, we've resurrected, so... You know, what does that improvement mean and, and what were those lean years like? Well, well, I reckon the lean years were better than some of the more successful years because um, I think it did a bit more camaraderie around the club. Like, I still talk to blokes on the hill and we've got Peppy down there at the moment with the funniest moustache I've ever seen and um, he was one of them blokes where he says, I enjoyed when we were losing more than we were winning, which is a little bit silly and people might think that's silly. But I think it just it brought together blokes at a footy club stronger than they ever could be in a losing lean time. I reckon it just gives us another opportunity to uh, enjoy a uh, grand final win. And when they have their reunions, we might be able to just sneak in the back door and, and part of the furniture and, and get ourselves a couple of free beers. Carpo, what do you reckon? Yeah, I like free beers, Adam. <laughs> You're right, though, Carpo, particularly what you said, because... Honestly, I think to enjoy success, 
you have to have, you know, tasted some failure. If everything's win, 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 you know, there's some people... Absolutely, well. There's some people around this club, you know, they've only been here three, four, five years, and that's fantastic. But all they've known is preliminary finals, grand finals, you know, grand final wins, you know. But we, we uh, you know, we remember years where we got all, we were so happy to play moderate port because we were a chance to win. The rest of the time, we got 30-goal hidings. Yeah, well, I actually remember in juniors when St. Leonard's were part of the, the uh, comp, and we used to love playing St. Leonard's because that was our one chance for the year to try and get a win in for the year. Yeah, things have changed markedly now, as Brian was just saying. Over 800 people are a part of our footy club, and at that time, you know, our juniors consisted of uh, of overlapping under-15s into under-17s, and then under-17s playing reserves, and then some blokes coming off the reserve, out of the reserves and sitting on the pine for the seniors. So, lots changed. Yeah, well, I uh, spent my entire junior career playing two games a day. You're either yeah. playing under-15s and under-18s, you're playing under-18s and resis. I've spent a year playing under-18s and seniors. And that was, but as Carbo said, we used to really enjoy those games. We, we, we weren't winning many games, but, geez, we had a good time losing. It, it was, everyone tried, basically. Everyone tried as hard as they could. It was just the time, the time frame we had. The, we had young kids, we had older blokes. It didn't matter, but as long as everyone had a crack, we were getting beat, but oh well. Who, who was it that tackled in the square for a slab that day? Was that an Anglesey? Yeah, but no, it was at, I believe it was at Newcomb, Adam, where our coach was at the time. Mal Gent was, was Mal Gent the senior coach? He okay. was in 99, yeah. yeah well, whoever it was, anyway, the two coach. And we were getting beat, and we'd been beaten many, many times, and... Yeah, there was a story where uh, one of our blokes, the coach said, if you can kick a goal, um, we will buy you a slab. And one of our Barnheads teammates grabbed the football, was running into an open goal. And Paul Ryan, who was playing for our club at the time, tackled his own teammate, stripped the ball off him and kicked the goal and ran down the wing like with the double Bartlett. <laughs> He's a shocker. There's been some funny times, hasn't there? He's a shocker. The interesting thing, though, gents, even in those, let's call them dark days on the field, the club was still a shining light. You know, off the field, it's always been a wonderful place, a centre of a community and things like that. So, yeah, we used to get beat, but God, you know, just the friendships and the companionship and the sense of community we've had at this club. To be honest, you know, I think there's a lot of clubs would be jealous of what we have here with that identity and the people who are attached to Barwon Heads. Well, I don't know whether it makes you feel closer by actually getting flogged by 20 goals every single week. Is you know because the blokes are there. Resilience. Well, it does. The blokes are there to play, and they play for each other. Because like what else? You're playing for the win, are you? And the blokes that stuck around at the times in the in the late eighties and the early nineties, the blokes that stuck around for that, um, and we used to get flogged all the time. But uh, some of those blokes ended up playing in a senior premiership, and a few of them ended up playing in a reserves premiership, and it and it was it was. Um, it was great uh, reward for their loyalty that that, that sort of happened, and um, you know, I, I, guys don't understand that now that are playing here. But um, I think it's part of the history of the footy club, and that's what this podcast is about. So people need to learn about it and remember it and know it, because we don't want to go back there again. No, no, we don't. And and the, the juniors in the club are so strong these days. Oh, I can't believe how many juniors we've got for for a small town. That you know was half the size of a lot of the other towns we play against. You know, you look at Torquay and Ocean Grove and you know, Drysdale, and you know they're big towns and they've got a lot of people. And for us to be able where we are with the town we are just shows a lot about the club because we've always been a club that's accepted everybody. 
no matter where you are, how good you are, how bad, we accept you anyway. And you come in and you have a few beers with the boys and you don't even need to play for you. You can just come and join the club and you're accepted straight away. And I think that makes a really big difference in, right in the way we're run. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you. And, and I, I think I just to, we'll, yeah, just going to say, Titty, yeah. to round it up, yourself, Nipper, Carpo, Adam, you know, those are the sort of guys, as we fade into obscurity now and nobody knows who we really are around the club, which is fantastic. We this can is actually a pretty good way of keeping us <laughs> yeah. relevant, isn't it? But we <laughs> can fade into obs- obscurity. We can stand on the hill, but you can stand there with a little bit of pride in the knowledge that you're stuck fat in the tough times and the success that we're having now is built on the efforts of people like you guys. So, you know, hats off to you. Okay. Thanks, bro. There's, oh, a, there's a half a studio set up here and all these people are watching the footy and I was being interviewed, so we're obviously not very famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's just one question that I had to finish off with and that was and that was this one. Wow and I couldn't remember anything about the raising of the flag of nine, and would have been 1994, round one 1994 or round two maybe when we played at home. Do either of you remember it? No. No. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barman Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barman Heads. All right. It is now, the game's over. Wow. And it was over at three-quarter time. But the Heads have actually ended up ended up winning 100, 127-69. to 69. So they've kicked off their, um, their title defence in a pretty comprehensive manner. Pretty good game today. Huge crowd, as we've mentioned. Um... And it's been a really good, a fantastic day for the footy club. We're up in the rooms after the game. We're about to get absolutely mauled by thousands of people. and But it's been a great day. So what we've done is we've decided to get somebody. We've plucked them out of the crowd. Uh, someone who was a member of the, the 2019 Premiership team. But uh, goes back a long way with the club. I can remember this young man when he came down, uh, I believe, from Queensland with his family and um, I think started in the under-14s and I happen to be coach and I don't know how long ago that is, um, but it's a long time ago because I think uh, it's scary when you look at kids that you coached are now starting to retire. So that's how old one one is getting. So we welcome uh, Dylan or Dizzy Holland uh, to the microphone. So Diz... You're obviously part of that uh, really, really good 2018 team that went into a grand final as overwhelming favourites and just, you know, happened to have our worst day for the year and run into a team, Mottawari, who played really, really well. Compare that disappointment then to the, you know, uh, 2009 experience of actually getting over the line and, and grabbing that cup, particularly after you've been around the club for a long, long time. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, <clears throat> like you said, been here since under-14s and... Uh, you know, I've been through the highs and lows, uh, you know, the low lows. Um, and then also obviously the highs of coming into that even 29, uh, 20, yeah, 2019, 2018 season as well. Um, we stringed together a few seasons where we played uh, played finals. And then um, obviously 2018 didn't, uh, didn't go our way on the last day. And um, I think coming back from to 2019 there was a lot of hunger there because we felt that we really let one slip there um i think around around the league and around the town i think we we're obviously heavy favorites going into that uh that game and i think the lack of experience or lack of grand final experience maybe um maybe got us in the end but uh like i said the hunger was back uh, stronger than ever in 2019 yeah and it was fantastic um I noticed, you know, you've been doing a little bit of training this year, Diz, and um, 
you've uh, I had a little bit of a run in some interclub stuff and that, but you still got that shoulder. How's that coming along, mate? Yeah, obviously uh, I had a rough season. Or, yeah, rough season in that in that um, that winning year. Uh, dislocated my elbow uh, in the interleague game. Came back, dislocated my shoulder. Um, spent the next ten weeks out. Finally got back for the grand final and, and popped it out again. Um, and then last last year, uh, just. Uh, around around home and you know during COVID I I, I popped it out a couple of times as well um, uh, so that's it's it's been really challenging uh, but obviously during COVID all of the elective elective surgery um, got pushed back and then so it's just been a waiting game um, I've tried to get in the weights room and put on a bit more size because I feel like I've still got a few good years left of football in me. Um, and so I tried to put on a bit of size and I'm just going to run with it, strap it up, see how it goes. But the first couple of weeks is just uh, getting a bit more contact and touch at training before I get out there. And getting some confidence in it, absolutely. Yep. So obviously being part of that fantastic breakthrough year that, you know, was 26 years in the making. Then we've had the year off, obviously, with COVID. Now, being around this group, again, you know, Cuz has done a great job bringing more people to the club. We've uh, seen today some, some new recruits. What's the feeling the group like? And I look at that team today and I, I even get the feeling we're going to another level. What, what's the feeling being part of that? Yeah, yeah, true. Cars has done an amazing job um, retaining the list but also bringing in uh, some really good players and not just good players but really good people. And I think that's what we've been, um, we've been about at Bowen Heads is, you know, not only getting the, be- the, the better players in but, you know, are they good people and um, do they... You know, do they fit our club and our culture? And the players that we've brought in this year have uh, have shown that at training. Uh, you know, whether it's helping out, uh, helping out the the, the juniors and um, even the younger players coming through and playing senior football, they've been really, um, you know, comp- uh, I suppose they've complemented the the coaching group with that. And yeah, I mean, fresh faces. Like you look out there, there's a lot of new faces, and and uh, some of them were very prominent today. Some of our, our new faces. We we kept asking who is that bloke. So if if you keep on asking who is that bloke, he must be going all right. And we had to, and it, it gets to the point where will somebody go and find out who that bloke is because we've got no idea who he is. But it means so he's touching the ball he's a lot, the Teddy. A lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. They were, they were pretty prominent. Some of the new blokes today, really good. Yeah, well, I'm the same. I'm I'm looking out there going, oh, who's that? I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not used to seeing them running out and. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the, the players that cut did that did come in today, uh, they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yep. And a lot of people may not know Diz your story, but you know, obviously you came to the club, um, you know, from from Queensland. You know, you came down with your brother Jed as well, and we started that journey together. Um, but you know, early on in the piece, you know, you've 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 been an interleague player now. You're a premiership player. You know, you're a senior player. Um, you know, you made the, the Vic countryside, and yet in those early days, and that there was a lot of time, you know, scratching around in the seconds and developing your game and stuff like that. So you really have come a long way. Yeah, I mean, coming down from Queensland, I was all about surfing, and um, and then I suppose Jed really he took it. He was. I was living in his shadow in terms of football ability um, and development. Jed was always, you know, playing in rep, rep teams growing up and I sort of came down here and uh, the colder weather sort of maybe pushed me more towards uh, getting out of the water and more on the footy field. Um, but like you said, I couldn't get a game in the under-18s. I used to, I had to go and play at Motawari and even Port Arlington to get a game on the weekend um, when when Peter Sudis was, uh, was coach of the 18s there and... I remember Joffa Miles used to get us in the, a few of the boys in the car and he'd drive us off to Port Arlington or Motawari and we'd go and play a game. 
Um, and that really did hurt. And I just remember uh, I really wanted to get in. And once I, once I got into the 18s from there, basically, yeah, I, I, I fell in love with the game more and really wanted to push hard. And, yeah, I was lucky enough to play seniors out, out, uh, out, out of 18s. And, uh, I mean, I was in and out of the twos, but I put in a lot of work. Uh, tried to get – I was a bit of a stick uh, coming up from juniors. And then, yeah, like you said, I was very – very fortunate enough to play um, interleague and Vic Country, and um, and now Premiership player at, um, at this wonderful and club. For any, and for anyone who's a new listener to the show, we want to you want to roll back through the the catalogue a couple. And Dizzy was one of our uh, very early people, and we spoke to Dizzy in 2019, early on in 2019. He, he was injured at the time. And he was trying to get back into the team, which he didn't man- manage to do until the grand final, did you? Mm, no. Yeah. So, and so that that story he's gone into at length. Wow. So, and it was a, one of our great and most popular episodes so far. Yep. Um, but it was great that we we spoke to you about that disappointment about 2018, and that we were building to something, and we haven't spoken to you since. Although you have been the person who's been on the trail the wing most, other than Nipper and myself, and Wow, probably. <laughs> and in that, we spoke to you on Grand Final yeah, night yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, and you were very excited. But uh, and that was in the cold light of day with the cold, with a couple of cold cans on board. And today you've been fairly moderate in your consumption by the look of you. Yeah. Um, uh, it must have been uh, meant a lot to you, the difficulty that you went through in the 2019 season. You know. I remember running into you one day and saying, mate, can you just stay on the ground for 10 games in a row? It was unbelievable. He kept getting hurt, but you managed to get back and that important game, and I know you went down and didn't come back on in that game, but the, man, the boys managed to keep it together and get, get, us, get us over the line. What was, what was it like, that, that, that last couple of minutes? Five minutes, I reckon, we knew we'd had them. They didn't have enough minutes to kick the goals yeah I mean obviously it felt almost almost bittersweet personally like I'd I'd get I'd done so much work to get back to the team and I finally got back and I had a bit of a task that day and playing on Paul McMahon and uh, and then yeah like you said last quarter uh, got my legs taken out came down and the shoulder went again and um, so being on the bench it was sort of like I would have loved to have been out there when the siren went but I think uh, you know when there was five minutes to go it was still it's still a bit tense, um, but yeah, when the when the clock started counting down, I think we were pretty excited. And yeah, like you said, it's been a while, even since 2019. Like getting up to the club rooms, and I've seen the uh, premiership photo over up on the board there. Um, it's pretty surreal still. And I mean, we won it for not only just the boys who were playing that year, but for everyone that puts into this, you know, all the effort and 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 um, you know, if the supporters that come down week in week out, heavy rain. Hot sun, uh, we did it for them, and it's just great, you know, finally uh, to give back uh, to those boys and I mean, t- and to the community. Yeah. Absolutely, And I think one of the things Teddy and I can attest to, because we were lucky enough to play in one in our day uh, a long, long time ago, but it's something that you don't forget, and it's something that you have lifelong friendships, and we go to premiership reunions, and you see all the faces you mightn't have seen it for 10 years. But there they are and your mates for life and you're right it's just something that you know sits really really special with you and the older you get and the further it gets in the past you know the more special it's going to be you'll come up here when you're 55 60 years of age and hey you're a bow it's premiership player and you'll be here with your mates who played in flags we had four of them here today who'd been together for 50 years since yep. they played in their flag it's, it's a marvelous three. thing they played in three in a row in 72 73 74 
and they've come today to see a flag that was won almost 50 years after they did that, which is, I think that's just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And like you said, wow, it's just, you know, it's really special to be etched in the history of this club, um, this great club. And um, like I said, to, I, I presented Coben uh, with his with his jumper today. Oh, I was, did you? Yeah, Fantastic. I was very lucky to do that. And, and he went out and played well, didn't he? He did play he well, did, yeah. yeah. And so I felt, you know, a lot of similarity with between him and I coming up under-18s and, you know, he's a young defender. I mean, I started forward, but... Um, you know, seeing him come out and, and play the way he did, but uh, it's yeah, it's just he's, fantastic. He's got a bit of the bit of the stick body shape <laughs> about does, him too. Yeah, the, the daddy long legs. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, he's a very awkward sort of fella who just keeps his eye on the footy and his balance. He doesn't look like he's balanced, but he is, and he's. He's, I, I umpired him a fair bit last year. He's my neighbour. He lives across the road from me, so I know him fairly well. And um, and he was outstanding in the in the nineteen. Yeah, the 19s, He won yeah. the best and fairest, and probably would have played in if they'd had a team of this year for the under nineteens. He would have been in it. So uh, it was great for him to, to get and, and to press your way into a premiership team, which has got some of the names that it's got in it. Yeah. And the recruits that we've got. He's done a great job. He's so, done a great job. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Well, a great honour for you actually to present a guy like that with you, with his jumper. So yeah, huge congratulations honor. on that. A huge honour. Loved yeah. it. Yep. Did you see? Did, did you see much of the reserves game today? They looked pretty sharp. They didn't kick straight, but really dominated the game and stuff. So there's obviously really, really good depth, and there's going to be pressure on senior spots. There's going to be guys who are knocking the door down to get a game. Yeah. Well, I, I was here for the for the majority of it, and yeah, like you said, I think we kicked eight twenty one or something like that. So. Uh, I think there'll be some goal kicking practice come Tuesday night but yeah like you said pushing for spots not a bad position to be in with a footy club but there was I think there was almost like a whole side that could have come in and played that missed out yeah another um, 18 guys missed out on yeah, the game of footy excluding the injured ones excluding the injured ones yeah. exactly right so I think when we're if we've got a full healthy list it's going to be really you know really difficult for the coaches to pick a side but also for the players that are going to miss out um, and yeah, I mean, it's a fortunate position to be in, and I think we're very lucky. And, uh, uh, you know, it just shows, uh, you know, you, you win games and you, you play finals consistently, you're going to attract players that want to come here and play um, with a successful club. And yep. um, I think we've got a really good, you know, obviously we've had great, uh, great results in terms of football, but in terms of the club and the community, I think we've got a really good name and, um, and we're very proud of that. Absolutely. And you should be proud of your efforts too, Diz. I know you've been around a long time. You know, you played in some pretty ordinary sides and in the early days and some dark days. Always been a great club, but you know what it's like to be on the end of some 30-goal hidings as well. Yeah. So, you know, for you to get through those difficult times on field and become a premiership player, it's, it's a credit to you, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, you, Thanks, mate. Thanks now, for having me. I just want to finish off with one little thing. Wow said... He, he, he may have indicated it in his introduction that you had retired and you haven't retired you're not playing at the moment you're struggling with your body but you haven't retired have you no I haven't retired Good. <laughs> everybody will be really happy to hear that yeah no I've um, like I said I've we sort of penciled in with, the, with Troy and Herbie that I'd miss uh, the first couple and just get a bit of contact at training ease my way back into it but hopefully you know once I do get surgery hopefully uh, you know I come back and play for a few more years because I feel like Unfortunately, I've had a really rough run with injuries the last couple of years, but, you know, pretty high-impact injuries, not soft tissue, and I feel like I keep myself in pretty good nick. And I think that year of COVID, it really showed how much I missed... Um I miss the sense of community and club yep. and getting back here just makes me want to... Yeah, you weren't Robinson Crusoe there, mate. I'll yeah, tell you what. yeah, exactly. There's so, a lot of us. Um, yeah, it just it, it means so much. So I really do want to uh, try and play as long as I can. I think, Fantastic. I think Matty dies. Uh, I think the dog's 38. Is he? Is he that old? 
The dog. The dog got a new nickname today. Yeah, yeah. They're calling him uh, Tiger King. <laughs> so you can courtesy take, of Wayne Smith. Yeah, yeah, courtesy <laughs> of the Hill. Yeah. So you can take so that back to Tiger King. So yeah. just pass that on from the Hill. This. Oh, the Tiger. One of the things I one of the things I love is the way that the, the nicknames on the Hill roll down into the rooms yeah. and become the nicknames on the field. I noticed that the blokes blokes around the field. We started calling. Calling Mitchell Phelps the doctor, the doc- and now the boat boys on the field calling the doctor. He's yeah, the, the doctor. doctor. That's that's the way it should work. Yeah, he fixes it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He fixes up. He fixes what's broken. Yeah, he that's does. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Dizzy. Thanks for nah, coming. I loved along. it. Thanks for having me, boys. Good on you, boys. Good on you, Diz. Well done, mate. You're listening to the Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barwon Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barwon Heads. All right, we're away. So we've we've managed to grab our. Uh, our second player from the from the Premiership in 2019. We've already spoken to him. We spoke to him a lot like Dizzy. We've already he's already had his own episode, and we spoke to him on the night. He was absolutely he was in a good place after the Grand Three final. sheets to the wind, as they he say. Was, he was. So we've managed to get him now, and I don't know if he's any better. <laughs> I think he might be. He's going all right. Um, and that was the. We still haven't worked out what the best on ground in the grand final is called, have we? No, we're sticking with we the still don't know. Hold it up, mate. We're Hold sticking with the Ant Callan medal, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Ant Callan medal. The Ant Callan medalist. Ant can't even remember being no, there, so. He, well, he can't remember a lot of things. <laughs> and so we've got Zach Walter here with us. G'day, Zach. How are you going? Not too bad. How are you? Just hold it up, mate. Near your face. That's better. Now, one thing, Zach, we spoke about Teddy and I on the way up before we grabbed you is this interview is going to be a no Matthew zone. We're not talking about yeah. your old man. We've parked him because yeah. uh, the last time I believe Nipper couldn't stop talking about your dad. So we're done with your old man, Matt. Yeah. Or Moose, we love you, He'll but we're not that. talking about you. He'll hate that. Obviously, you've moved on with your footy. You're not playing here this here this year, and and your performances uh, in 2019 got got you noticed and got have got you somewhere, which is fantastic. That's what we're here to do. If the Bowenheads Footy Club produces a Brownlow medalist, that'd be a great thing. I'm not saying you're going to get one, but it, but that would be a great thing. We want people to come through our club and go on to great things. Um, what are you doing now, mate? Yeah, so still having a crack down at the VFL and obviously training at Newtown Chewell as well, but yeah, still two weeks away from round one, but yeah, just trying to get up for that. So With, with Newtown? Uh, ho- hopefully VFL, but yeah, if not Newtown. And VFL so with? Geelong. Geelong, yeah. Okay. And, and how's that going for you? No, it's going well, yeah. It's been a long pre-season since 2019, but, um, yeah, no, loving it. So learning a lot and, yeah, enjoying it. How's the body? No, it's been all right. I've done a small hamstring in a practice match last week, late in the last quarter, but um, hopefully I'm right to go round one. So. We said we wouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it straight away. Your old man actually went in there for a while, and he, and he ended up having stress fractures in his feet from the amount of work that they did in there. That's so right. So he, he came back here and I think one of... Best and fairest, the league best and fairest. So, yeah. anyway, which, so Zach, which he wasn't there for. Which so, that'll make Nipper happy. We spoke about. Yeah, Hello, yeah, Russell. Fuck, yeah, thanks, Nipper. Hope you're enjoying Yarrawonga. So, mate, you've obviously, um, you know, fantastic year you had in 2019. You're one of our absolute guns, and you had a great grand final. As Teddy said, and you said you've stepped up. You're trying VFL. Tell us about what's the difference between going from, you know, ballerine and ballerine standard, even though we're professional, to going into a VFL system. You know, what are the, the big differences you've noticed? Yeah, I think it's um, probably just the consistency. Like, you obviously come against some pretty good sides in the ballerine, like your torques, your ammos, that sort of stuff. But I suppose it just doesn't really stop. You never really get a week off where you, you know, come against a weaker side or there's 
not many targets missed and every, everyone's quick, everyone's strong. So, yeah, there's not, not too many weaknesses, which, yeah. And the Ballerines getting better and better. So, it's, yeah, it's still a strong comp. Absolutely. And coming out of the 2018 disappointment again, going through 2019, wonderful. What do you think of the 2021 Seagulls from what you saw today? Mate, they look, they look unbelievable. Like, some, of the, some of the years they've got, they just, yeah. And Cam O'Leary hasn't missed a beat, has he? Like, uh, they're, looking, they're looking very strong. I reckon they're every chance to do it again. And any part of you think, oh, gee, I wish I'd hung around. We could go back to back. Or oh, we're going back to back to back, Teddy, because we claim 2020 as well. Oh, I reckon just about everyone I bumped into, I was saying, I'm just itching. I just wish I could just jump the fence and throw the jumper on. But, yeah, so I think it's one of those things where you just got to, you know, yeah. Branch out, yeah. have a crack. Absolutely, mate. And we all know you're good enough, but... You're obviously tied to this club, um, you know, through obviously, you know, your, your, your granddad's been up here for ages and, you know, your, your, your uncles and yep. so you've got a huge family connection here. So it doesn't matter where you go, you're still a seagull through That's and through. It. Yeah, Owen has always be home for sure. Yeah, what, beautiful. What, what did the 2019 Premiership mean to you? Like personally, as a, as a, as a person who grew up in the town and grew up around the town, what, what did it mean to you? Oh, it was, yeah, it was something else. Like, you hear like... I've always grown up coming up in the rooms after seeing his game, kicking the footy with my mates on the ground and talking to all dad's mates and everything. Like You just hear how much the club means to him and obviously the success that all you blokes had back then and to be able to have something similar is, yeah, it's pretty special, yeah. And to have close mates obviously playing alongside you just makes it even better, so. It's fantastic, Rao, because as, as we spoke to four of my heroes of four horsemen of the apocalypse they were for the other clubs. They were earlier on we spoke we had Watto and John O and um, Chuka and and Jackie Evans on and they were fantastic and you know what I've still I've got the heroes that are playing now There's, some of these boys have become my, my modern day heroes you're one of them obviously Dizzy we love Dizzy Bobby Wallace was a hero of mine he, he's the bloke I always said that's how I was trying to play footy. I wasn't good enough to do it, but that's what—that's the spirit and the intent that I had when I was trying to play. I wish I could have done what he did. Um, so it's a great thing. So there's little blokes running around the footy at the moment, watching the footy, that are going to remember uh, that they saw you play in that grand final. It, no, I'm not kidding. No, they really will, and it'll, and it'll be a great thing for you. For and in 50 years, hopefully the tray on the wing will be. <laughs> Could be it could be BJ and Brycey doing this, and, and Harry Highland, and um and they'll be talking to you about 50 years ago when you won That's won the best cool. on the ground in the grand final. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it mean, mate? Like obviously, you know, I was speaking to Dizzy and, and the others today. You know, Teddy and I were lucky enough to play in you know those 1993 sides and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a long way off for us now, but we're still really, really proud of it. I know this is still fresh. This is, you know, the first game of footy really post-2019. Have you really thought, you know, and sunk in what it means to be a, a senior premiership player here at the Seagulls? Yeah, probably not really. I suppose, like, you obviously celebrate the weekend and it's all pretty unreal when you win it and the celebrations, whatever comes after. But, yeah, it's probably... I haven't had that time where we've had that season after where you can really absorb it and really comprehend... I suppose what you've achieved and how much it means to everyone and like everyone everyone's spoken about it that whole year off it's what everyone kept talking about and how excited everyone was for round one this year but yeah I suppose we probably really haven't it hasn't really sunk in for me personally like it's yeah I know I look back on it a lot and 
Yeah, you're right, mate, and you will because, you know, you've got still things to achieve, you know, playing footy at a higher level. You've got more premierships in you, but I can guarantee you that one day it'll be 25 years for you in the rear vision, I mean, you'll come up here and you'll just always have this connection to the club, yeah. connection to that group of players. It's Absolutely. It really is, you know, a special thing to be part of, I think. Yeah, and I know as a young boy, like, we'd be up in these rooms and they, they used to have all the photos on the wall up above the canteen and the bar there and you'd always see, you'd, you know, see the photo of the old man, everyone up there and to see our side up there is amongst all those all those blokes is, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think too, Zach, it says something about the club because you go and look at those photos and then you wander down on the hill and, you know, probably 50% of the faces in There's those no photos are still here. Yeah, and they're still one. coming around the club. So it's really, really hard to, to break your connection Absolutely. with this club. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, mate. Thanks very much. It was really good. We looked down. We, we sort of went out on the balcony and called the, the opening of the flag. And I looked down and amongst the faces that I saw in the in the crowd was you in your Bowen Heads colours. You don't play for Bowen Heads anymore, but it obviously meant a lot to you to come to get down here and be part of seeing the flag that you earned um, get raised. So thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for coming on the Trail on the Wing again uh, for your third time. So we've got two blokes that have been on three times and it's fantastic to have you and congratulations and good luck with, with this season and the rest of your footy and hopefully you come back here and win another flag in another time. Cheers, boys. Good on you, Zach. Well done. You're listening to The Tree on the Wing with Teddy and Wow, live from the Barwon Heads Football Club for the Beach House at Barwon Heads. So, we're going to finish off now, but we've just got one last person that we've grabbed out of the crowd. What do you go to from chocolates, Wow? Well, I don't know. Is there anything less than boiled lollies? <laughs> you go from chocolates to boiled lollies, which is, which is nothing, no reflection, no true reflection on our next guest. But our next guest is a member of a family who's been had a very, very strong involvement in our footy club for a very long time. He played a little bit of footy, and he's, his name keeps coming up on the tree on the wing, and we saw him wandering around, so we thought we'd grab him. Now, there's a few blokes whose names keep coming up on the tree on the wing, and we like to talk to them. There was one here today who we definitely won't be talking to, and his name's coming up again. His name's Jumpy. But we won't be talking to Jumpy on the tree on the wing just about him. But this bloke gets spoken about on the tree on the wing. His name's Mark Swinton, and we finally got him on the tree on the wing, and he'd be very happy. Turn your mic on. Yeah, it's on. All right. Swinno, welcome to the tree on the wing. Thank you very much. Yes. Now, uh, everything that's been said, uh, all lies, unless they're positive about me. Well, we haven't spoken about you yet, Mark, because we thought we'd get you on to give you the right of reply. No, no, no. So. I'm saying about all the episodes of Tree on the Wing. Right. You, you may have copped a mention been, in yeah, a few of things. Correct. So, 2021, great start for the Seagulls. Talk us through a typical Saturday for you now that, you know, you're post-football and in retirement. What type of activities would you get up to this morning and, you know, yep. uh, get yourself prepared yep. for a day at the footy? Very excited this morning. First game, obviously missed out last year, no season. Very excited this morning. Got up very early. Went down to the Stole Bar with Ant Callan, the uh, best and fairest of the 93 Grand Final, I believe. And I was there, but I was only 13. No, 12. And we had five cocktails. So, yeah, just a couple of little quiet starters before we got onto the grog. <laughs> and uh, you're obviously uh, 
part of the, the Swinton family who love the club and you've still got your brother Pete playing in the seconds. He uh, had a pretty reasonable game today. They didn't kick straight, but you're happy with what you see in, in, the, in the early game today? Yeah, yeah. Always love to come down and watch Pete play. Captain of the twos again with uh, Billy Pallum. I think Keefe, which he won't make this year because he has to play every game and every final, he would have... Uh, grand final would have been his 250th. So I'm tipping... Obviously, next year he'll play his 250th game, but he's been playing, mind you, uh, Starry said he was 10 years old. His first game was seven when I was 13. So, yeah, Pete's been, I think it's his 26th year. That's phenomenal. And that so, uh, yeah, but there was he was playing under, seven, uh, under 15s for four years before they started introducing under 12s and stuff like that so yeah so yeah. as he was getting older he was actually going backwards in, in age, gr age groups correct. <laughs> correct. he's had a benjamin button we might start calling him <laughs> That's right. so yeah. what is it about this club mark i mean i came here and you know met your dad and your brothers and the whole family as it is and we've all ended up great mates but for you what is it about this joint that you love so much uh, just just a family atmosphere like um when we first moved down, which was in 1985, Dad straight away started, well, straight up the footy club and took over, got on the committee. Then he ran the bar, I think, for, oh, good, nearly 20 years. Um, but, you know, we, we spe I was speaking to Mum and Dad before. We've had a son, or there's been a son, or a brother, since 1984. There's always been a Swinton plane since 1984. Oh, 85, sorry. 85. So, you know, it's just family. Uh, Pete, it's, again, it's mainly Pete. He's done a lot. He's coached. He's just a part of this club and we all love it. Like, Mum's running the canteen this year again and, you know, you look at Lenny over there, He's he's got everyone around him. But, yeah, it's just... So your old man just had a milestone birthday. He's turned 80, and yourself too, Mark. Yeah, turned, turned 40. 80. No, oh, 80. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there was a little bit of socialising happening around those occasions. Yes, uh, a few people came over and uh, got a little bit drunk, and uh, we came back here on the Saturday. And don't remember that practice match, but yeah. And I do believe uh, on the evening of your father's 80th, you found him in the woodpile. Yes, yes, there's another story there, but uh, we <laughs> won't go into that because it might offend a few other people. But yes, yeah. uh, he, he fell over and was left in the woodpile for f at least five minutes wanting to get... He, it was like a turtle fell over on, the, on his shell and he couldn't get up. <laughs> Uh, we've had a lot of fun times up here, and you look at through your list of mates. Obviously, there's the guys you went to school with, and all the yep, guys around yep. your age. But yeah, then you look at your circle yeah. of friends too. You know, there's, there's they're all to do with this footy club. Correct. There's a, there's a heap that actually came from Ocean Grove. Like they weren't getting a game at Ocean Grove because that's when Grove were um, strong. Yep. So you have got branches. You got. Uh, Kyle Sleep. Yeah, yeah, Dickie come across. Um, you got Primo, you got Dewey. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's unbelievable that I played under eight, you know, juniors with them, but they couldn't get a game over there to come here and play scenes and play good footy. And then, sadly, you look over there now, they're lucky to have any 
sort of local players there. Yep. Now, obviously, we love 2009 and it was a great win. It was a really, really good thing for the club. What would it mean to you, though, Mark, as you said, Pete's captain of the seconds, if we could go all the way in the reserve grade this year, what would it mean to you to see your brother stand up there and hoist a Premiership Cup? Oh, well, that would be the best thing. And uh, I spoke to Pete about this yesterday or night before, and I said, well, I'd love to be the runner for that day. He goes, well, you're not going to be the runner for the day. You've got to do it for the whole year. And I said, well, I'll be on the hill for the rest of the most of the year. He goes, but he goes, I know you. You could not stand still. You'd be out there wanting to just start getting into blokes and all that. I said, yeah, but, he goes, but if Pete could hold up that cup at the end of the year with Billy and be alongside yourself, Teddy, as a resi's captain of a premiership side and who, I was thinking about this the other day who won the who was the captain of the 87 Resi's premiership side? oh boy Archie Gubbins Archie Gubbins was Archie was it yeah I thought it might have been Dave but Dave Gubbins was Dave Gubbins was captain in 93 yeah I wasn't captain I was just a oh, coach I you Teddy was coach oh, no, yeah sorry, I was sorry, coach sorry. Dave Gubbins was captain right but Archie Gubbins was captain of the, of yeah. the 87 now Teddy when we uh, when we were running around the paddock you were well known for a particular defensive, uh, a defensive tackling and a spoil. And I've never seen a bigger smile or a glint in your eye when something happened today. Can you tell the listeners what we saw? Um, Damien Horbury, who's been a stalwart of our back line. Straubs. I, I, I had it. Straubs. I, had a, I, I, I did make a comment, and it was before he'd done that, but I reckon in his last 10 games, he and Brock Place have been our best players in our club um, since he went back in the finals last year. And he came through a pack and double-fisted. He absolutely gave it the double pumper and she went about 25 metres back into our possession. We took it down the other end. It's it's a lost art, well, I'm telling you. Um, I'm, I'm actually glad it is a lost art, Teddy. But anyway, you are an officiado of it. No, so you know what the lost art is? I was very is. excited to see it. It's, it's not the most exciting thing that's happened to me today, but it comes second. The lost art that they don't do now, and... I played one game two years ago, filled in, shepherding. Oh. I shepherded someone, and everyone, and we kicked a goal, and everyone goes, oh, that was fantastic what you did. I said, what, shepherd? They go, yeah. Well, what, don't you do that anymore? Well, what was the, was that the great feature of your game, Mark? No, what, no, What, what no. was the great feature of your game? game? I've got a photo here. I, I could, well, I'll talk a bit. I could take a hanger, sometimes I held it, and then sometimes I dropped them. I took one good one and one almost football legend. I was very fast. Uh, could could have ran, and I think that got brought up in an early episode about the stall gift. It was actually, it's actually 120 years this year that my great-grandfather won the stall gift. Oh, right on. So, you know, I was uh, well known for me running, but I'm also well known for a lot of things that WOW could help me well, out with. Could, yeah, but we'd have to chop most of it out, so we won't go into just, a lot of that. We just Mark. had a silent moment while I looked at a message that was coming off the machine that's telling me we're running out of space on yeah. the disc. Jo- so we Joff, won't be doing as, that. as Joff said, get off. Yeah, I'm the Joff and I'm off. <laughs> no, but in the end, I, what I, I'm happy to finish is with... Um, Love to see Pete keep playing and I'd love to see him hold up the cup at the end of the year as a premiership player in the seniors or twos or whatever. And he's, uh, you know, he loves the club. We, club, we all love the club and we're thankful for everything. Again, like, 
There's a game named after my brother Gary who passed away against Amos. We've got a trophy there. And look, we can't thank everyone enough for this club. Well, it's been great to have you on the show. You get spoken about a lot. The writer reply, it wasn't it's, it wasn't as nasty as I thought it would be. Yeah. When it probably, it's only because we're running out of time. Yeah, I know. Well, we thank, keep going. Thanks for being here, mate. Thanks no very much. Days. Thanks, well, Mark. Well, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I think I've, I've got a bit of music to play. If I press the right button, this will go good. And if I don't, we'll cut it out and I'll make it sound like we got it good. But we're just, I'm just going to play it and, and wind it in. sung today with great gusto I think well we didn't get in the rooms but I'm sure they sang it with great gusto it was sang with most the most love I've never really sang it but I sang it loud and proud that in uh, 2019 the last time we played before today we won a flag and we unfurled the flag today thanks very much for being with us today well we've come off because Nipper's done a hamstring you've come off the bench and you've done a fantastic job and yet there's always a place for you if you, if you want to come and be in, in uh, podcasting, mate. Beautiful. Thanks, Teddy. It's, uh, it's been nice to be with you. And Nipper, you can have the microphone back, but any time you need a special guest appearance, you know where I live. Okay. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks everybody, for listening. Go Bowen Heads. And uh, good night from the Toronto Wing. When my time comes I hope we were able to capture the excitement and the emotion of the day. It was a great day with a huge crowd, great weather, a pretty good game and some great company. Thanks to all those who appeared, they were very generous with their time. And most generous of all was Wow Mitchell, who literally came off the bench to give us a hand at short notice. Thanks again to the Beach House at Bowen Heads. Thank you all for listening. I'm Teddy Donnell and this is The Tree on the Wing. Go Seagulls. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And time is called and we must piss off.